and welcome to the second episode of Carnival Personnel. Joe, the last episode. You know, well, they said they said with the first one, they being us, that this was going to uh, uh, be the twofold. It was going to be our first and last one, but somehow <laughs> the uh, we haven't been banned from the internet we, yet. We have to complete the trilogy. <laughs> uh, so this is our, our congratulations on making it to episode oh. number two, Joe. <laughs> oh man, that's Attack of the Clones. That's the worst one. <laughs> Take a skate around. Uh, for those of you who might have missed the long-winded intro in the first one, uh, Joe and myself, Jacques, uh, long-time uh, comedy collaborators, we think we're funny. Uh, if you find us offensive uh, or don't like our jokes, um, A, go fuck yourself, B... I don't care. Uh, but I care. You, you care. Uh, but literally, you know, we're a couple of comedy wannabe people who are going to spend the next probably hour-ish, like, talking about top politics, a.k.a. wanting about Trump, because that's what liberals do. We're liberals. Uh, talking about sports, the New England Patriots. Yeah. Movies, uh, Joe's random old uh, video game review of the week. A uh, classic, a staple, if you will, of the CP podcast. Carnival Personnel, that we, is the name of our show. We've it done is. it on every episode. Yeah, so it's right. <laughs> <laughs> Batting a thousand. But might be a parenting tip, uh, pub culture, which we're, we're, we're old married guys with kids. Pub culture is... Uh, right. Yeah, is Family Ties still on the air? How is that Michael J. Fox? You know, maybe some movie. His career is a little shaky right now. And the silence is deafening. We're trying not to use certain words that are, are stable in our vocabulary. So so if you hear long pauses, it's because we want to call each other names that we've been <laughs> suggested greatly to not use if we want, like, you know, friends and families of friends and family sponsorships. Speaking of sponsorships, who's sponsoring us this week, Joseph? Uh, that would be the good people of Squatty Potty. Oh, Squatty potties. I, 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 I believe we have a, a celebrity. Well, you know, we were going to get Kathy Griffin, but then, oops, oops. Too, too soon. No, it's not. I mean, she screwed up. And so Squatty Potty decided to drop her upcoming campaign because she was going to be the spokesperson for that wonderful product. But instead, who'd they get? Who'd they get? Um, well, here he comes right now. Oh, my gosh. Hello. This is Kathy Griffin. No, I'm just, ha, that was a joke. I'm Senator Bernie Sanders. And I'm here to talk about Squatty Potty. Did you know that 99% of our country's population suffers from insufficient bowel evacuation, while the top 1% live with luxurious bathroom accommodations, like those toilets that hose off your backside for you? The average American today barely squeezes out a decent loaf, let alone a decent living. We cannot just sit by and let this happen, especially when we are not even sitting properly when dropping the kids off at the pool. That is why I am here to inform you and your listeners of an amazing revolutionary product for their porcelain thrones. Squatty Potty is a companion for your toilet that allows you to position yourself for optimal defecalization. Do not think of it so much as a footrest, but more of a colon rest. Did you know that in countries like India, people have been squatting for centuries, albeit into filthy holes in the ground? <coughs> Though those holes may be filthy, a 
as well as their water supply and many other things. Let's be honest. What are not filthy are their rectums. Rectum, I hardly knew the person. Because they know squat, so should your listeners. So I encourage everyone within the sound of my voice to learn to sit Indian style. Not the bad kind of Indian style that I learned growing up and we can't say anymore. But the right way. The squatty party way. Feel the burn. But not from leaving a dump. Thank you. Wow, we've only been oh on the air my God. for two episodes. Where did he go? And not and he, only, he literally not only evaporated. Do we get a great A sponsor like Squatty Potty? We get the fine senior senator, the, the country senator, really, from the great state of Vermont. That's fantastic. What a great get, Jim. That was a get. And I think he, and I, I don't think he asked for any money, which was, you know, very Bernie of him. Like, very Bernie. Yeah, very Bernie. So thank you, Senator Sanders. And uh, thank you, Squatty Potty, for potentially sponsoring the podcast. For, for, now, we, we wouldn't have ever been able to get Kathy Griffin. No. So while we're on the subject of Kathy Griffin, um, again, where, where this is kind of a, a show put together by a couple you know, comedy hacks, we would like to address the First Amendment rights of Kathy Griffin to her, her right to be Absolutely unfunny, and th- and that that was the worst part of the whole thing. Is it just wasn't funny? No. And I don't know if it was shock art or anything like that. You know, there's one debate you could have. It's like the First Amendment right to do it, and all a lot of people on the right being all upset. It's like, you know, the the funny meme that went around from Donald Trump, like supporting. Uh, Ted Nugent, when he was, you know, advocating like horrible things to be done to Obama, but you know, Trump just was- crossing. And then, but the meme was that you just cross out um, Obama and put Trump, and you put cross out Ted Nugent and put Kathy Griffin. Right, right. And it's okay with some. It's not okay to do either way, just because for the biggest thing, it wasn't as offensive as it was just offensive to comedy. Yeah. It, which, it, but I've never thought she was that you know that funny anyway. So. You know, I mean, the earlier stuff was pretty. It was it was the middle of the road, but yeah. but but literally, it, here's here's a person, a self-proclaimed D-lister, who gets headlines around the world. She loses a sponsor, but I bet she's got like a billion more Twitter followers now because of doing it. So yeah, but did you see her apology though? She like she went up on into the press conference where she apologized and didn't mean to offend anybody. And was very tear-filled and probably very heartfelt. But man, what a mistake! I mean, the, I, the mistake to apologize. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, actually, to to uh, reference another great podcast, the Titus Podcast, with Christopher Titus, uh, he mentioned this on his latest podcast was that as a comedian, you probably, for the most part, should not apologize for your art, right, for your work, and because going forward. How can anybody take you seriously? Because you're just if if you even cross even if you step even just an inch over the line, people are going to question your integrity or like, does she really mean that or what is she going for? Do you know what I mean? Well, well, right. Because a like I was just saying, she got a press conference. If she had a press conference the day before, who would show up? You know, somebody from the Huffington Post and maybe Um, a certain company called Squatty Potty. (laughs) Right. No, but you don't apologize. So, like, you know, over over the rest of this particular podcast and once in the future, when I make my my, you know, outrageous Portuguese jokes, which, you know. All right. Goodbye. (laughs) Uh, Oh, there's Joe walking back to Portugal. (laughs) 
That was a door slam. <laughs> he's leaving. He's leaving. <laughs> leaving a dump. But uh, but no, I'm not going to apologize for my Portuguese jokes, yo. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to do it. Okay. And I'm not going to cry when I do it. And nobody, unfortunately, is going to get your Portuguese jokes. Because <laughs> we're very plain people. Very, very plain. Uh, do you got a good Portuguese joke? Um, what do you call a Portuguese person with herpes? I don't know. What do you call a Portuguese person with herpes? Manny Soares. Ah! I would like to apologize for <laughs> oh, any, he's crying. He's any crying. I want to apologize for any herpes that may be offended by that joke. I didn't mean to associate you with the Portuguese. <laughs> I see what he's done there. He set you up to knock you down. Uh, last week we we started a segment. Um, first of all, last week we start every segment we did was the start of a segment <laughs> where it was the first episode. Yeah. So so on one of the first episodes episode segment beginnings was uh next week's news today in next week's headline next week's headline right and thanks for reading said, the notes and so you thoroughly. Said, i don't have and you said <laughs> you can't my, read my head <laughs> who are you kathy griffin that was a good kathy griffin impression thank you and now here's my kennedy thank you good night <laughs> now do bobby kennedy uh so so i think my headline was was uh, about Comey, which I was a week behind or a week ahead because that, that comes down this week. And what was your? Do you remember what your? My oh, mine was um, that uh, Greg Gianforte, the 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 congressman who just won the seat, the lone seat in um, in Montana for uh, the the House of Representatives, who was charged for uh, assaulting a. Reported from the Guardian by literally grabbing him by the neck and body slamming him after he asked a question he didn't like and didn't want to answer to. I predicted that his the charges would be dropped, and actually I haven't heard a damn thing about it, which is pretty much going to be par for the course for anything that happens to a Republican in the next four years. Right. Something will happen, it'll go away, move on to the next one. Uh, well, that's the thing, you know, when 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 Trump during campaigning. You know, literally had you know his campaign manager at the time manhandle a female reporter, and mobs of people you know were you know pretty much pressing in on on the media section. And he said, "Oh, I'll pay your legal fees. Don't worry about it. You know, do what you want. I'll pay your legal fees." And there was a couple times that Secret Security uh, you know had to escort press out, not because he wanted them thrown out because of their own safety. So I mean, it's just it's a little scary that you know. Again, I said this last week, while that side, you know, presses on to make sure that every white man, woman, and children has a gun <laughs> to protect themselves, they don't want to protect, you know, free speech or, or the news, the, well, the not, lying media. They don't want to protect y their free speech. They want to protect their own, I mean, they want to protect their own free speech, but not the free speech of anybody that's opposed to their ideals. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and look, I, I'm... I'm, there's so many people out there I never want to hear from again, but I respect and would fight for their right for free speech. And I think everybody has the right to kefefe. That's that word that Trump <laughs> tweeted when he meant to write coverage. Kefefe. Did he fall asleep? Did he pass out? Did he... It was written at midnight, so he probably, you know... Did he, you know he 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 OD'd on chocolate cake, which yeah. was the greatest chocolate cake ever. Amazing. This chocolate cake would blow your mind. 
So it was made from 100% kopepe. <laughs> so what is your what is what what's next week's headline for you? Uh, mine is uh, that Trump will lift child labor ban laws to increase coal mining jobs. Make America great again. I, I don't I don't think I can top that. Mild. That impersonation, or either, that? <laughs> either, either, either or, either or. Uh, I, I don't think I could sound that douchey. Now, everybody listening to this is saying, "Oh, you can, you can." In <laughs> right. fact, right now, you sound more douchey than you can possibly imagine. Uh, so, thank you for that, Mom. Um, but, but like the joke, there's my mother. She's dead. <laughs> oh my God! When she hears this, in heaven with the angels, <laughs> she doesn't know what a podcast is anyway but but my headline i I gotta try to think the right way to phrase this so comey has been loved and hated by everybody when she when he you know pressed ahead with the email things everybody on the dems hated him when she basically cleared cleared her all the republicans hated him and then when 11 days before the election he decided i don't know if he got a call directly from putin or or somebody says reopen that investigation make this a big headline story because trump just got his ass handed to him in the debate and walked around creepy and was uh just you know couldn't stop grabbing female mm-hmm. body part uh <laughs> they uh they released emails all the dems hated him and we hated him right up until he, you know, started turning the heat up on Russia. Then he gets fired for that, and everybody's like, oh, he was closing in, and all the Dems are supporting him for standing up and being great at, at, at the testimony. Then he gets fired. Republicans hate him, but the Dems love him. But then it comes out that part of his decision came from what he knew was fake news from Russia himself. So which Comey shows up this Thursday to testify is going to be. So my headline for this week will be... Next week. For next week will be that um, that, that, that Comey spins like a dreidel and, you know... I find that offensive. Mr. Sanders. <laughs> Senator Sanders. Uh, and there he goes. And there he goes. Oh, I think he's going upstairs to, 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 to leave him Yeah, <laughs> uh, But he's going to spin and what? And, 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 and I'm not sure what side he's going to land on. But I think he is going to be, once again, um, I was going to say loved by the Democrats, but he will be... Praised by the Democrats, still no one's going to get over, you know. Uh, the Hillary thing. The, the Hillary thing. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. No one's going to get over the Hillary. Nobody's going to get over February 3rd, 2008, when, you know, uh, uh, Eli Manning was definitely in the grass. The place <laughs> should have been called dead. Cherie comes down with a catch of, of a lifetime, not his lifetime, anybody's lifetime. Ty Law was all over him like, you know, a... Uh, 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 a Hello Kitty backpack. So we won't get over that. We won't get over uh, of this. Speaking of the Patriots, though. Speaking of the Patriots. No, no, you were speaking of the Patriots. <laughs> but that's my head. Okay, all right. If we want to get off politics. Please. And move on to sports. Please. Patriots. Yeah. Because let's face it. Right. We, we know. Because it's June and everybody's talking Patriots. Everybody, well, everybody, you know, they should be. Well, <laughs> no. So the funny thing was, speak, the, the Patriots were sort of in the news, like, you know, this 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 week. Um, there was a big thing that came out uh, a couple months ago that Tom Brady, um, who is the face and spokesperson for, is it is it Little Buddy? 
like uh, the Little Bunny Charity. Oh, right. Since 2011, he has them donate, I think it's 20% of what they give in to his charities in the Globe, you know, because the town of Boston doesn't like anything more than, than pulling apart its own, like, you know, <laughs> its own hero. Like, literally, it's one of the reasons, like, you hear athletes from other cities and stuff like that are just, you know, don't want to come here because they get you know, pretty much pulled apart by, even when you're the great Tom Brady. Anyways, they were saying that since 2011, he's been the spokesperson since 2007, but in 2011, he has them for 20% of what they make, something like that, maybe it's 15 to 20%, to his personal charities. Yeah. And it's not to the Tom Brady offshore Cayman account. Right. It's a legitimate charities. But people are upset because, you know, a lot of his charities are like his his kid's private school. Like, you know, uh, he's in Michigan State. He has some personal charities. Then everybody who's played in the NFL has a charity, whether, you know, it's, you know, he played on his team for a year or five years. Everybody has their own thing. So and some makes... of the teams, to be honest, are themselves charities. <laughs> <laughs> well, 90% of people in sports are broke within five years coming out. So, yeah, they're charity cases. But, but he does. He has money donated to other charities in his name. And so, you know, some of the people who are, like, really self-righteous is like, well, how much of a great philanthropist is he if the donations he's really making to these charities are coming from from big buddies or something like that? And and the, and the thing is, like, you know, the big buddies ba- people basically said, look, you know, if Tom is our face and Tom, you know, you know, hosts our, our, our big annual like function, stuff like that, we make $10. If he's not here, we make $2. So right. if out of the $8 we make, because he's here, you know, one of those dollars, you know, or two of those dollars go to other charities, not to him, go to other charities, we're okay with that because we still net out, like, you know, so much more than we would ever make if he wasn't part of this. Yeah, so, the ends justify the means. So we win, and, and of course, it's completely it's completely legal. It's not like a tax dodge or anything like that. He doesn't charge for his time, you know, but, well, in a sense he does, but he has the money go to other charities. So that, that was this week's Patriot News is, you know, People people have to find something to complain about. It's, hey, hey, look, he makes X amount of money playing quarterback. His wife makes three times as much money as he does just for waking up in the morning. Uh, why that? Why does he you know have to take any of that? It's like, well, he you know he can only give so much. Of his, I'm not gonna. I know, right? Ar- argue on his behalf. Yeah, exactly. Like, sh- the Sean Spicer of Tom Brady. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna go hide in these bushes over here. <laughs> and while I'm hiding in these bushes, I hope Trump doesn't grab me. See, because Bush can also mean sting. I find that offensive. Mr. Sanders, please. <laughs> Seriously, we've already told you at the beginning, we're bad comics, Mr. Sanders. And if you're offended by us, good, then we're doing our job. Please, yes. We're supposed to. If, 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 if you're offended, we're doing our job. If you're not offended, well, we're, we'll try harder. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll try a lot harder. So, so, hey, you know, keep the love letters coming. <laughs> keep circulating the tapes. Um What's next on the agenda? The agenda. Let's see. Uh, movies. Yeah. A lot of big movies coming out. A lot of big blockbusters right. out there. Exactly. Most of them we won't be able to see because we can't afford to. <laughs> we can't, well, it, it not only can, you know, it's not a, just an afford to and having time. I cannot wait to see Wonder Woman. Uh, we'll give our Wonder Woman review, spoiler free, because we haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, luckily, I'm probably going to also be able to give a review on Captain Underpants. Oh. And um, 
whatever, whatever. Like, you know, because I have a, a nine and seven year old who do want to see Wonder Woman. But oh my God, the crap that's out that I'm yeah. going to have to not only have to sit through, but pay to sit through. Yeah. Uh, Whippy Kid. There's a new Whippy oh, Kid. Oh, right. And it's not even like the original cast, which I liked the first movie or two of Wimpy Kid. I, uh, I myself have two young children, and they grew up reading the books. And, you know, the, the movies were kind of B-minus quality, but they were funny and tolerable. But this one looks like, you know, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't have the same heart as the originals. The, so we, we, my boys got into it a little later, so we got the first two a little while ago, and I watched them. And I agree, they, they were B-movies, they were okay, but... You know, just just I'm basing I'm basing I'm judging a book by the cover, so I thought the main kid was going to be like a wimpy kid who got picked on and kind of stuff like that. No, he's he was, a dick. He was a real douche. Yeah, he's a dick. Like, like I literally thought he was going to be like the victim, and this is how he struggled through junior high with bullies and his older brother and right. stuff like that. And his older brother was was a piece of work, but he was just a complete douche. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. Yeah, well, I, I think Diary of a Douchey Kid probably wouldn't sell as many books. Why do they call them Happy Meals? Because if they called them Sad Meals, none of the kids would buy them. Uh, Narf. No. Uh, which, which. Uh, but staying on Whippy Kids, we'll get back to the Happy Meal thing in a second. But yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to see that. I'm gonna have to see Captain Underpants. Um, Weird Al Yankovic does the theme song to Captain Underpants, so that's probably the only reason why I'd want to see Captain Underpants. So I don't know why we don't have a Weird Al podcast, except for the fact that you'd have to host it alone. <laughs> uh, you'd be your only guest, but it would be fascinating for for those of you who don't know Joe. To know Joe is to love Joe. To love Joe is to know that, oh, God, what was it? Like, 96, Joe and I drove across country. 97. 97. And truly, he ha- he brought with him, I think, like 12 cassette tapes. What? What's a cassette tape? <laughs> you may ask. Millennial. Uh, it was... Literally, 11 of the 12, I want to say, were Weird Al, and then one of them was a, um, uh, a, a what do you call it? The do- I'll shoot this dog, buy this thing. Oh, National Lampoon National Radio Lampoon Hour. National Lampoon Radio Hour, which was a half-hour radio show, <laughs> which, which literally was brilliant. Well, it's like Ben Folds 5 has three members in it, or had three members in it. So, so honestly, I think Joe should write if he hasn't already written uh not the suicide note the um How do you know about the, that? the 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 autobiography or the biography of of weird al i think you know more things about weird al than weird al knows about weird al because joe will be like oh just like now oh he did the theme song for captain Underpants. well you know when you follow a person on twitter you know you you, you learn things about a person you learn what they're plugging and by the way weird al yankovic this year is coming out with the definitive uh, compilation, I guess is what you'd call it. Uh, it's called the Squeeze Box. It's a uh, like a CD and vinyl set that's shaped like an accordion. So you open it up and like all, and I think he had, I think he's repressing all of his old, all of his uh, like original studio albums on vinyl and uh, CD. And uh, and he's also releasing a best of the greatest, uh, actually not a greatest hits, but it's called Medium Rarities. Um, it's like all the the little bits of songs that, like, he did, like, Epic Rap Battle once uh, as Sir Isaac Newton. Mm-hmm. Um, like, those kinds of one-off songs, like, are all compiled onto this one disc. Um, so I, I would be 
more than happy to get that for whether it be Father's Day or Grandfather's Day or my birthday. I would love for a spouse of mine to uh, maybe dip into our our vast bank account and and pay for one of these now, quality products. So first of all. Um I would like to apologize for sending Joe off. Uh, no, yeah. I, I love Trigger I love word. weirdo. Uh, what do you think is more likely that that you will get that box set or that your wife will listen to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> which, which which is more likely to happen? Um, I think I think me sleeping with Weird Al is more likely to happen than <laughs> than than. Uh, but it, it is it is funny because like you know. Like Weird Al, as much as you may or may not want to, you know, rank on him, I, I think the best endorsement that I've ever heard from Weird Al was from Dave Grohl when he was saying when when he heard "Smells Like Nirvana" that he knew they made it. Like they were doing their, they were down, they were either flying to Brazil to do like their first big stadium thing. They were part of a big festival down there, and either on the way down there or on the way back, he had heard it, and he was like, he covers. He does Madonna songs. He does Michael Jackson songs. Like, if if we're big enough for Weird Al to be doing it, we we must have made it. That's when Dave Grohl said he knew that they made it. Thank God he didn't know that they also he also covered uh, Gerardo, who did Rico Suave back in the nineties. So he covers all the gamuts of uh, <laughs> the, the the entire spectrum of musical talent is is not safe from the the slings and arrows of one. Weird Alfred Yankovic. The 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 best, and, and and the funny thing is, he's been one of those guys who's been ahead of the curve on using media, uh, on using the internet for different things. And he released. I remember when he released that album in the song "All About the Pentiums," which is yes. my favorite Weird Al song. It's not Canadian Idiot. Ooh, yeah. Sophie's Choice. <laughs> well, I'm offended by that. <laughs> Damn it, Sanders. Senator Sanders. Senator Sanders. <laughs> choking on my own rage here. <coughs> Go on. <laughs> I'm choking on it. Jack's giving me the wrap it up sign. <laughs> no. No, but... Uh, I was giving you the keep going. I'm uh, dying on an M&M uh, Wipe that chocolate off you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you blow a seal? No, just a little ice cream. Oh, <laughs> man. Google the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> Probably worth the Google. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what the hell were we talking about? Weird Al. Uh, uh, my favorite songs oh, from Weird Al. It's all about the Pentiums. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Okay, I would say Canadian Idiot. Except as we're driving across country and Joe is singing the song to me as I'm driving. And it has a line. If I ever meet you, I'll control, I'll delete you. And as he's doing it with his left hand, he specifically presses the control with his pinky. Then his thumb on the uh, alt button. And then index finger on delete. Index finger on delete. And he didn't lose my eye right contact. Hand. He's like, control, alt, delete. I, if, if, if I had swerved into oncoming traffic and died, I would have died happy because <laughs> I wouldn't have ever seen anything in time funnier than that. So, yeah. And I've seen old ladies push down flights of steps in wheelchairs. So You've I, seen Gallagher in person. <laughs> I like. know. I've seen Gallagher's brother doing Gallagher's routine in person, which is a weird, weird thing. But, but yeah, so... So this, this this Weird Al podcast has been brought to you by the fine guys at Dollar Shave Club. Uh, Joe, I can't say enough about the guys at Dollar Shave Club. Because if there's one thing I hate more than shaving, 
is paying a lot because, you know, let, let's face it, every, every morning when I, when I look in the mirror and think, oh, I'll shave tomorrow because it hasn't been three weeks yet. Yeah. But then I think all the money I'm going to have to spend on the razor when I finally do shave. Yes. And, and now I don't have to worry about that. Because? Because the Dollar Shave Club, the, right. the, 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 guys, the guys decided, let's cut out the middleman. Right. Let, let's not Cut out, get it? Get it, because of the, the, razor. the razor's involved. But seriously, um, and and they, they bought the factory where they did it. They they are selective in their in their demographic marketing. So so they reach out to people like us because of our white listenership. Uh-huh. Uh, but I can tell you, nobody has a taint shaving razor better than the guys at the Dollar Shave Club. Right. And the Price is Right. Yeah. Oh, great game show, by the way. I I can't. You said Price is Right. No. Oh, it is a great game show. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so thank you, Dollar Shave Club, for pretending to sponsor our <laughs> podcast. We have to make clear that we... <laughs> no, we don't have to make clear. Oh, was a The thing. worst thing that they can do is send us and Senator Sanders a cease and desist order. I'd like to see them try. That would that nothing would make me happier than to find out we get a phone call from Senator Sanders' office. Hey, uh, Senator Sanders just got a cease and desist from 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 the squatty potty people. Yeah, that that. But back to the movie review. So so. what I can tell you about the Wonder Woman movie is the trailer looks great. Yep. I can't wait to see it. It got like 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I, I wanted to go, but it was a woman-only screening. So, you know, I, I got out my man pun and started like, to, like, protest because of the sexism. No, that's, yeah, right. Yeah, going, like, the only thing more absurd than that, the only thing more absurd than that is, uh, what's that guy? The guy from The Apprentice. What's his name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our president. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Becoming president. It's becoming yeah. president. That's yeah. the only like like when you have to go that. I thought way. you were going to say an Aquaman movie, but you know. No, that's coming. I know. That's why I was mad. I, I can't. I can't wait. Oh. I can't wait. And he's not making a sarcastic winking. I, no, no. Me. I think it takes place in Ohio. Oh, <laughs> because of there's no landlocked. <laughs> oh my because goodness! Because he, hey, it's round and what is it? It's high in the middle and round at both ends. Ohio. Oh, see, see what he's done there? Yeah, I pulled out a joke from a Bugs Bunny cartoon oh, I saw. Cafefe. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, Wonder Woman, I'm sure it's very nice. We'll, we'll see it. Maybe by the, the eighth podcast, we'll review Wonder Woman for real. So last, the last, the last podcast, I almost said the last two, but we did a test run that was so, it was so bad to even put out. Too hot <laughs> for the internet. Um, we couldn't stop saying certain words that, you know, make people upset it would make donald trump blush that we know yeah. and you can't really tell when that man blushes because he's, he's so a, damn orange so so what what was oh so last week's review was um uh, was it was it nintendo the second generation nintendo no <clears throat> oh you're talking about the video game review the video game so review. you went to the nintendo entertainment system which was essentially the first generation for nintendo the 8-bit generation and you pull off the cartridge of the seminal classic WWF WrestleMania's challenge, where we basically, you know, paid tribute to 17 dead wrestlers. <laughs> Hulk Hogan was on the front. He's alive. Right. But then on the back, there were five wrestlers all doing the dirt now. Yeah, yeah. Trump, I mean, sorry, Trump. <laughs> I was going to say, Hulk Hogan pushed himself to the front of the line like Trump did. Uh-huh. So, uh, okay, so I guess this is um, the random video game review of the week. 
So let's see. Where where, where should I pull games from? That's my pressure luck theme, the big board. All right, all right. So he's going to go over to his shelf. He could go for the, either the 8-bit generation or the 16-bit generation of Sega Genesis, or he could go to the PlayStation 2. He could go... Uh, you know what? If he goes anything above Nintendo or Sega, I probably haven't played it. In a long... All right, so you just pulled something off the shelf. I don't know. I'm not even looking at him. And his... okay. I'm not done looking in his general. Now, now you can look and you want to guess what the game. You want to guess based on the space in the wall. So he just pulled a, a game from the PlayStation 2 collection, and I believe he went for. Metal Gear Solid Three. Oh my goodness! Well, I don't have a I don't have a vast PlayStation Two collection. I kind of know what I have, you know. Um, pl- uh, th- uh, I haven't played it. Metal Gear Solid Three, <laughs> great game. Haven't played it. That was our retro video no. game review what, of the week. Last week was the same thing. I pulled a video off the shelf. Go to the Nintendo no, shelf. Okay. Go to the this. Nintendo shelf. Yeah, right. PlayStation Two. I collect for, and I've been. I'm meaning to get around to all of this. So he's going to the shelf of the classic Nintendo Entertainment selection of 250 cartridges. I have a problem. And he's going to hand me a cartridge right now. He pulled it from the one, two, three, the fifth row. And it's, uh, I can't see that. It's, I think it's in the R's. Um, it's not. Uh, gee, this one it will stump me. I'm going to say RC Pro-Am. I don't know. It did not stump me. Oh, my me, God. Sir. It did not stump <laughs> when you When you say R, when you said it pulled it from the R's, I'm looking in the big letters, it, it says Pro-Am. But at the top, it's like RC. Oh, my Radio goodness. controlled professional amateur. Uh, 32 tracks of racing thrills. This, uh, to people of a certain age, will bring back so many memories uh, of Nintendo Classic Fun because RC Pro-Am is a uh, racing game where you're on a track um, and you control a radio-controlled car. And it's not just any old racing uh, radio-controlled car. Um, you, can, you, can, uh, you can jump, you can fire missiles uh, against your opponents, uh, you can hit boosters on the track to make you go faster. Um, this is the first RC Pro-Am. I don't have RC Pro-Am 2 where it was multiplayer, which is a little difficult for the Nintendo because basically it's not like a split screen where you're, you know, seeing it from two different perspectives. You have to share the screen. So if your friend is going way ahead of you in that race, you're just not going to see where you are. Um, but for RC Pro-Am, uh, this was a great game because you could uh, you could level up your vehicle. It didn't have any save feature, unfortunately, so it was just kind of a one-and-done thing. But it did have like sort of a, a tournament where you would, if you played against the computer, you could uh, level up your vehicle by earning uh, winnings um, in the previous race based on you know, how you placed and all of that good stuff. Um, you could uh, make your, tra- your tires go faster. You could uh, w- up your armaments. Um, and it was just good old-fashioned fun, and um, anybody who's ever played the game knows what I'm talking about. And if you haven't played the game, go back in time and play this game. RC Program for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. <laughs> RC Power. Back to you, Jacques. How much, uh, how much do you think I can get that for on eBay right now? A uh, loose card of RC Program with label damage would probably go for, I'm going to wager, $8. Did you look? No. Eight dollars, <laughs> like literally, you you were you you were dead on. You, it's like it's like I won both showcases. You won both showcases. Whoop, whoop, whoop. 
You have to be within $100 to win both showcases? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and, and I hit it on the nose. So on I, the I, nose. I think I'm basically the host of the prices right now. That, that <laughs> was not $8.10. $8. It was $8 even on wow. eBay. So, But but once his, once his cast comes out, I'm, I'm quite sure that oh, it, 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 could, it could. It's called the uh, Carnival Personnel Bump. Well, <laughs> that's what it yes. is. Yeah. All right. So that was our video. Our, that was our retro uh, review of the week. God damn it. What, what, what game are you playing now with... Um, with the Switch. Uh, oh, Mario Kart 8. Oh, it's fantastic. What it? a beautiful game. RC. I mean, it's basically Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's basically the same game as was available on the Wii U, except nobody had the Wii U. So this is basically... We, a, we, we, we had the Wii U. Of course. So you, but, you, but you have a child, and I had the Wii U. I mean, and I bought it at launch. But they had to. They had to get it. And, and honestly, it... it they they loved it. They loved they loved Mario Kart was a big one. I went out and bought the damn steering wheel. Ooh! Oh wait, uh, for the for the Wii U. For, for the Wii U. Oh yeah, like, but it's just a piece of plastic. Wheel, that's it. And, <laughs> like literally, I took it out of the box. They used it. It was like uh. Then they went back to the remote control. Like after like one try, and right. Looking at this twenty dollar piece of plastic. They have receipts, like, you know. Where... Oh, right, right. <laughs> you could have but, taken it back. But well, the, the problem is at, at the time, like we bought it just before we left L.A. For, for, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, hey, I know we're uprooting you from L.A. and moving to Doha, Qatar, but, you know, hey, how about you this new game system? Yeah. So if no one over there likes you and uh, and we have to hide out in our villa the whole time because you have no <laughs> friends and it's 110 degrees, I'll buy you this new system. So it was a little hard to get to a target from Doha. Right. Well, close to oh, right. 7,000 miles were, away. Yeah. But, but, you know, but they didn't use the damn thing. But they loved Mario Kart. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe basically it's all the original tracks and then all the downloadable content that was available plus additional tracks and it's a gorgeous game it's in you know it's in 1080i and um and and the best part is that it's now truly portable because with the switch you can take it literally anywhere because it's a it's essentially a uh, it's a handheld system that can also dock and become a portable system so i know you're staring at me blankly because no, you don't no, have, no, 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 you, you don't have a switch yet you've seen my switch but um have i ever <laughs> hey now but um yeah no it's it, but now you can you can play online with people all across the world, and as you could with the other game. But um, I think it's just a lot easier, and it's like it is more portable. Like it's not like um, you know you're not chained to your couch, um, so to speak. Even the Wii, the Wii U, you could yeah, it's a little, it was a little bit more portable. Like you could be 25 feet away from your console. Now that's portable power. But here you could like be on you, like if if you were going to Doha tomorrow, you could and it had a switch, you could take that with you and they could play on the plane ride the entire time if i was going to doha tomorrow i'd be as a hostage yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they uh we can arrange that who is that <laughs> so so we got we got squatty potty dollar shave club or the switch which which commercial <laughs> which commercial on this podcast of carnival personnel had the most sincerity i just don't know because we've had so many sponsors but that's the one that had the most enthusiasm i just don't know if we can squeeze any more commercials into this podcast but we'll see what we can do okay here's one more commercial and i think you're gonna enjoy it child world child world let's take a look and see sale this week. The Generals, Ideal's electronic battle game, just $23.88. Holly Hobby Bake Oven from Coleco, the electronic oven that actually bakes. Sale price $14.99. Fiddlesticks, the giant toy builder set from Knickerbocker, only $16.97. 
And as Peter Panda says, it's so nice to know that prices are low and shopping is friendly and fun. Wow, wow that was fantastic. <laughs> Squatty Body, Dollar Shave Club, The Switch, and now our new sponsor is Child World, which I believe the panda from Child World has now gone on to South Park, where he's known <laughs> as the sexual harassment panda. Like, like, what a versatile career that panda has had. Yeah. Seriously. And then he did, he did a cover photo for the WWF. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I see what Joe's done there. To call-, see, call back. See, millennials, there used to be a thing called the WWF. Right. Well, I mean, the WWF as it exists now still exists. It still exists. That's yeah, true. And right. it always has. Now it's we're the old WWF that uh, rednecks would refer to lovingly is now the WWE. Correct. Yeah. And by rednecks, you mean my wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Or, or, or the future president, The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Which, honestly, he could, he could not do more. Uh, you want to do... Um, so you want to talk about... What do you, you, have a, you, have a, you have something on the agenda? We're no, new well, to this. We, we, yeah, yeah, I mean, look, have, again, you know, we're just comedy hacks, you know, trying to offend people. And if you're offended, good. And if you're not offended, we'll try harder. Our goal, Joe and I haven't really had like a mission statement yet. Joe started a Facebook page this week. But I think our mission statement, it's a lofty goal to get more advertisers. And and we already have four, so the checks should be rolling in. (laughs) The the checks and cease and desist letters should be rolling in any day. Joe, are we supposed to pay these? (laughs) (laughs) Does somebody accounting mess up? Uh, But I, I I think the most lofty goal I have for our is... Can we, over the next, like, you know, let's say three to six months, get more women listening to our podcast than are at your average Rush concert? (laughs) (laughs) So if we can get four women, say, (laughs) three to four women, then then, then maybe. Well, and it's not, will they listen? Will they listen to a second one? Yeah, probably. Well, they listen to five seconds worth of the one that they are being forced to listen to. <laughs> and then, will they listen to ten, you know, five more seconds? So here is my impersonation of a woman at a Rush concert. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Or here's my real impression of a woman at a Rush concert. Can can we go now? A. <laughs> eh? Oh, I didn't say a Canadian one. There's only two kinds of people from Canadian. Oh, God bless you. All right, Joe. What else do you have? Are we moving on to the parenting tip of the week? We could. We see. So in every podcast so far. Yes. This being every podcast right. so far. Right. Hey, don't bring. Be, be a Republican for once. Don't bring facts into the argument. Right, exactly. Like truthiness. Truthiness. The, these are our alternative facts. But so far, <laughs> it, but no, but this is a fact. Every podcast of Carnival Personnel has had a parenting tip of the week. And where Joe and I have four healthy sons between us that we know about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, and that the state hasn't taken them away yet. I, I think, you know, it gives us a little, a little credibility when it comes to doling out parenting advice. Sure. Uh, last week, I believe it was pressure points. They don't leave a mark. <laughs> the more you know. This week, this week's parenting tip brought to you by me. I haven't run this by Joe. Um, Plausible deniability. Nyquil. It's not just for colds and flus anymore. <laughs> let, let, let's let, let's say you want to binge watch something on Netflix, which we'll get to our, our Netflix picks of the week. But let's say you want to binge watch something on Netflix or just watch half an 
effing football game without being bothered. Uh, yeah, preach. Nyquil, Nyquil. It's not just for colds and flus. Uh huh. Parenting. So now we're Take getting a week. season to lick. We're also getting a season to assist from Nyquil, and I think the Department of, of Child, Child, Children and Families as well. <laughs> oh, oh! Thank God they don't know what our mailing address is. So that's our that's Jacques, not Joe's parenting tip of the week. Hey. Uh, so, so speaking of Netflix and, and giving kids Nyquil to binge watch something, what are you watching on Netflix? I'm watching a couple of things. Um, although I haven't gotten to the latest Sarah Silverman comedy special, which I'm sure I'll get around to in my vast amounts of free time. Um, and I'm not being ironic. I'm, I just say things ironically, which is probably why I don't get a lot of endorsement deals. <laughs> which is a Janine Garofalo joke from way back. I swear to God, that was a Janine Garofalo. Yeah, I'm quoting a Janine Garofalo stand-up from nine. Or whatever the hell the year it was. Um, Netflix, I'm watching uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, third season. Fantastic show. It's written by Tina Fey. It's very 30 Rock esque. It takes place in New York. And if you don't know what the premise of Kimmy Schmidt is, I won't spoil too much for you, but she's essentially this Pollyanna kind of, you know, young woman who in the 90s, as a young, uh, as about, like, I think she was a teenager, like 16 or something, she joined a very, very small religious cult. Um, and uh, they lived in a bunker. There were like four women that lived in this bunker with this reverend. Um, and, uh, you know, he brainwashed them into thinking that the world was ending and that the world had ended um, and that they could only survive in that bunker until, you know, 2013 when... Kimmy and her group were rescued. And so now she's approaching the world, and she's from, like, Indiana. And now she lives in New York City, and she doesn't know anything about the modern world. Like, she, this is, she comes from a pre-9-11 world. You know, she sees a, a, a girl holding an iPhone, and she says, wow, is that a Macintosh? You know, and uh, so they're in the third season. And the great thing about the show is that it's so rapid-fire, Joke after joke after joke, very thirty rock, right. and it, it's just it's it, it's just a friggin' funny show, and they're clean. Like it's, it. I think they pitched it to NBC, and NBC decided against it. So then they pitched it to Netflix, but be, just because they went on Netflix didn't mean that. Oh, now we can say shit and fuck and all that stuff. So it's very PG thirteen or TV fourteen or whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's uh, it's just very well done. They have story arcs and um, they have cameos. Um, I haven't seen uh, this season. I haven't seen like uh, a lot of uh, major cameos from outside cast, you know, outside people. But uh, like last year, they had a uh, Martin Short come in as like this plastic surgeon who was based on like a real life guy, um, and you know, he had like the prosthetics on, like the, of this very ultra smooth face. Um, anyways, I'm kind of uh, if no, you t- don't take it on my recommendation it's, because it's, it's John John Hamm. Isn't it? Yeah, John Hamm is the reverend. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You do not have to be a homosexual to want to make out with John Hamm. Uh, that's what I've heard. Okay, because because I, I don't want this to sound gay in any way, shape, or form. But I would, without a doubt, make out with John Hamm. Secondly, you said written by Tina Fey. I'm kind of a fan of Tina Fey, but I love Liz Lemon. Like, Liz yeah. Lemon is my celebrity list. She's like, all three or all five spots on the celebrity list. Not, not Tina Fey so much. She's okay. Okay. Liz Lemon, huge, hugely. I'm hugely in love with Liz Lemon. Great. So, so John Hamm, Liz Lemon, it's worth a watch, I would say. Me, uh, Netflix, because I'm, I'm two to three years behind 
Uh, not just because I was in Qatar where they didn't have Netflix until like the last <laughs> six months there, but I'm trying to get caught up on all the beloved uh, DC stuff. And just this week, season two of Supergirl, season three of Flash, and season five of The Arrow have all been uh, released on Netflix. So um, um, uh, halfway through season one of Supergirl, I was done with season two of Flash, but I've had to go back because the wife aka management wants to get caught she was watching it um and then there was an arrow crossover so she had to get caught up on arrow so i had to go back in a season to watch arrow with her and now it's at the second crossover so you don't netflix cheat so so uh, you, um it in, in guitar you could but it was uh, a little bit of a risky proposition like you you oh i'm tr- i'm trying to forget what you had to download on your phone to be able to see it no no what i mean by netflix cheating is that like you don't like if you and your wife are watching something like you won't watch something ahead of her like cheat on her by basically watching something and then like you know not and then going back and- quick quick question have you met my wife? <laughs> yes, I have. The Lovely. answer, the answer would be no, no. <laughs> Lovely person. Because there was no, there was like there was there was a show we were watching, and and for a good part of like the last three years, like you know, we would be separated by two or three months at a time. And I forget, I don't know, it wasn't Shield, but it was another show we were kind of watching together. And and like it was one of those things we we had been apart for like two or three months. We were going there for just a couple of weeks. It was gonna be another month, and I watched one episode of something. She's like, I can't believe you watched that without me. I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, but literally it was one of those things where there was nothing else on <laughs> Netflix that I hadn't seen and stuff like that. But no, so we so there is. There's like she watches a lot of stuff that I have no interest in and um, I, I I watch a lot of stuff that she's not like thrilled with. So, but the shows that we do watch, we watch all the uh, all the tights and cape shows together, which is great. So we, you know, so it was the longest time I wanted to watch Luke Cage, but we, you know, we had to. She wasn't going to watch Iron Fist, so I watched Iron Fist by myself. So um, I think. I think I'm all set on Marvel, yep. the Marvel Universe on Netflix, um, to rank them. Definitely Daredevil, first season, then then Jen, uh, Jessica, Jones. Jessica Jones will come in second, then probably Daredevil, third, second season, third, wow. then Luke Cage. Iron, Iron Fist was fine. I mean, it was, I didn't... Didn't love it, didn't hate it. It, it. it was there. I mean, the the best parts of it were the callbacks to the other shows because yep. it's all tied in together. So so I really like that. Um, but but you know uh, the DC stuff. You know I think I, I liked Arrow the best. Then Flash. You know Supergirl's better than I thought. I, it's fun because uh, they're weaving in. Re- they're 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 stealing from the Marvel playbook. Where hey, let's see if we can make a D list team like uh, Guardians, well, like, like Guardians, bake. So on Supergirl, like they've had like you know halfway through season one, they introduced uh, Martian Manhunter. Oh yeah, he's not like he, he's more B list than, than that. But, but uh, Red Tornado, who's a C lister, maybe a. But aren't isn't the DC universe parallel? Like isn't the TV universe parallel with the cinematic universe? Uh, no, oh, no, there's no, there's no connection. That's what I mean. Parallel, 
Right, right. That's yeah, the yeah, word yeah, parallel means. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. It's yeah. The, like, He's using big words to make me feel stupid. <laughs> I don't need you to be condescending to make me feel stupid. I need to wake up in the morning, <laughs> realize that death hasn't given me the touch, sweet embrace that I've been longing for. Look in the mirror and think, oh. Fuck, I gotta go through another day of this. I don't need to come here to take this crap. I could have stayed home, Joe. Anyways. The more you know <laughs> no. about sharks and pitiful existence. NyQuil. It's not just for children, <laughs> Joe. Um, uh, one other, if there's just, something I've learned from Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh. If I could just cram in one more um, Netflix recommendation, and I'm staring at my recommendation actually on my shelf, my, uh, my, my 18th shelf in my sad cave. Uh, the Real Ghostbusters. Cartoon from 1986 through 1989 or 1990 is available, I believe, in its entirety on Netflix. And it's fantastic. It's a fantastic show. The voice, the because Joe, Joe told me that about two months ago. I called him to see if he wanted to play Resident Evil 5 or 6 online. He's like, all right, but I'm just watching this Ghostbuster cartoon. I'm like, what <laughs> Ghostbuster cartoon? I went to Netflix, and I think I watched with the boys like like four or five episodes that night. It was uh, it was pretty good. It, it was it. Great, great writing. And uh, yeah, the voices, the original voices of the Ghostbusters were uh, Lorenzo Musico did Peter Venkman, which was the Bill Murray role. Um, then they had uh, uh, Maurice Lamarche. Uh, or Lamarche, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. He did the voice of Egon, but he also does the vo- did the voice of the Brain and Pinky and the Brain. And then you had um, the, uh, Frank Welker, who does a million voices. He was the f- he's also did the voice of Fred of Scooby Doo fame. Uh, he did the voice of Ray, and um, the voice of Winston was done by Arsenio Hall, the Ernie Hudson character. Funny story about. The Peter Rankman voice. So Lorenzo Music did it for the first two seasons. And then I think that as the lore goes with Bill Murray stories, um, I guess Bill Murray uh, made a comment to the effect of, uh, I like the cartoon, but why why does Peter sound like Garfield the Cat? And I guess they didn't like that. Or he didn't. Or they got the idea. The producers of the show maybe got the feeling that maybe Bank, um, Bill Murray didn't like that. He was being voiced by the same guy who did Garfield. So Lorenzo Music was let go. And then a few years later, what what fine acting choice did our beloved Bill Murray make? Uh, Garfield the movie. Oh, and yeah. Garfield: The Tale of Two Kitties. Oh, so, so so after the first one, he the ink wasn't dry in the first check, <laughs> and he said yes to the second one, which later on in, in Zombieland was able to reference that. When, so great on his deathbed. Do you have any regrets? Probably Garfield. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, anybody who hasn't seen Zombieland. Anybody who hasn't seen Zombieland from seven. Look, if the yeah, movie's been out for more than, let's say. Yeah, if the movie's older than your youngest child. Then, then, yeah, then <laughs> F you. Uh, um, oh, by the way, the, per- the person who replaced uh, Lorenzo Music on The Real Ghostbusters as Peter Bankman was um, Dave Coulier, also known as Joey. Uncle Joey. Really? Dude, come on. Cut it out. DollarShaveClub.com. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, to, to, to recap, Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters, not those shitty filmation Ghostbusters, which is another rant I could go on. Uh, which you will someday. Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. For, for, subscribe. <laughs> give us a like. Come back for more Ghostbuster rant. If we do any, like, mini episodes, maybe we'll just have, like, you know, like, I can do my own little, you know... 
um, like glum solo kind of <laughs> thing where I just go off on a rant. More women listening to the Ghostbuster <laughs> rant than a Rush concert. Uh, hey, before we wrap it up, uh, not sports guys. Well, big football guy, you know, big Bruins fan um, in the LA Kings, but n- nothing else really. But I'll make a prediction by by our next podcast. Unfortunately, Sidney Crosby will have won another cup. And because the Penguins are up two games to one, I guess they wrap that up in six. I'm going to say Golden State wins in five games yeah. over LeBron, who, again, I, I you know, not a basketball guy, but, you know, that's that's literally as close to a dream team as you can have, you know, uh, in basketball. Uh, Trump will still be president, but yeah. but but uh, I think the Comey thing will happen. That's my predictions for the week. You got uh, uh, any closing you, thoughts? Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned like uh, predictions in sports because uh, my older son, who's seventeen, I'm introducing him to Chris Farley stuff on Saturday Night Live. Fame. Everybody knows who Chris Farley is, Joe. You don't have to explain it. <laughs> You're overselling it. So I started showing him the. Uh, Bill Swirsky super fan sketches. <laughs> and I have the SNL app, with it, which with the SNL app, you can watch virtually any uh, skit from their 42-year history. Uh, it's downloaded. You can download it for free at the App Store. Uh, but it only works on iPhone, so you can't watch it on a TV or anything like that. But So we're, you know, we're, we're hunched over my four-inch screen. Uh, we're watching the super fans, and it's like, uh, you know, uh, what are your predictions for uh, for the, uh, the the next uh, next week's game? Uh, Bears one hundred forty nine, and uh, Patriots negative seven. <laughs> so so it's the Indianapolis five hundred. Uh, who do you like? Uh, the Bears bus. If Dick is was driving, driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was amazing. Like, I didn't realize how many sketches there were. There were like seven sketches, and all of them were friggin' gold, except for, I mean, they're, they're all gold. And there was, there was one that didn't include Chris Farley for some reason, but then they explained it away that he had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Joe, Joe, wrapping up, do do we thank people for listening and downloading the podcast, or do we apologize for people <laughs> downloading and listening? To the Honestly, podcast? I think each and every one of you, I. I I know there's there's probably literally 20 people listening, which astounds me (laughs) that 20 people are actually maybe possibly listening to us right now, let alone 21. Oh, oh, that, that, that. No, but. uh, Women in a rush concert. (laughs) Man, just keep going to the well with that joke. (laughs) Wait, is this horse dead? Hit it one more time. Maybe he will get up if you keep hitting it. (laughs) No, not anymore. Please, it's already dead. Um. No, but if, uh, thank you to anybody who has listened, liked the stupid Facebook page that we started, um, that downloads us on podbean.com. You can get a Podbean app um, so that you're not hunched over your... Everybody's hunched in my analogies. You know? <laughs> so I, I think it's because I'm hunched over the, the microphone bells, right now. The bells. <laughs> Call it a hunch. <laughs> I thought your name was Igor. Well, they were wrong, weren't they? So so we do, we do. We, 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 we're just a couple comedy hacks. So if you're offended by anything, good. That's kind of the, the goal. Um, you got any suggestions? Keep them to your fucking... Get your own fucking podcast if you want. No. Or comment on our Facebook page. Or comment page. on the Facebook page. <laughs> and then go fuck yours. Yeah. So, so no, here's an idea. Who, who said that? It's like, oh, I got a good idea. You know, uh, Louis C.K. If you want to say something at the show, I got an idea. Write it down, send it in a letter to me, and then go kill yourself. <laughs> no, but seriously, like... Uh, 
If, if you got parenting tips, we'll, we'll take them. Trust me. Oh, God, yeah. And uh, if you have any Netflix suggestions, you know, put them on our car. Uh, on if, our if you want to offer like $8 for the RC Pro race, no, you probably would have yeah. to go like eight fifty over market well, value. You have to, to, counter, you have to counter, uh, account in shipping as well. Well, also also the, the, the hole in your heart they'd have to fill oh, with large things of There's cash. There's not enough cement. To make up for a game that, that you haven't played in years. But this is uh this is con- uh well, but, why, and I just also yep. one more one oh. more thing I would like to mention that the Carnival Personnel podcast has a Twitter account Carnival Podcast at Carnival Carnival harder to say than you would think at Carnival Podcast on Twitter say it one more time Mr. Senator at Carnival Podcast on Twitter. Thank you. And thank you, Senator Sanders. And uh, one last thing. Please do not forget 